Welcome to the Mindful Method Podcast, your one-stop resource for all things inner healing. My name is Kaylee Peel, and I'm a board-certified nurse coach, and my passion is to help you move from old ways of thinking into new ways of being. Instead of focusing on what's wrong with you, I help you see what is right with you. And instead of teaching you to accept your brokenness, I teach you to embrace your wholeness. And I lead you through a Christ-centered approach to self-awareness. This podcast is for you if you're interested in diving into topics like brain retraining, somatic healing, nervous system regulation, and basically all things mind-body connection. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Mindful Method podcast. This week, I'm really excited to learn more about somatic work with Jessica Ann. Um, So Jessica is a transformative coach and women's empowerment mentor, Reiki master, and somatic practitioner. And I'm excited to learn more about your journey and how you started um, the coaching and kind of the process from, because I know you're a registered nurse and so am I, so... I'd love to know a little bit more about, just first of all, tell me a little bit about what you do as a coach specifically with your clients. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Super excited to always talk about this topic and dive deeper. So pretty much what I do in my work, I have a lot of clients where I do soulful life coaching and business coaching and spirituality is a huge concept in my coaching as well. Um, So with that, I help women and men activate their feminine energy and reclaim their power to help heal heal themselves at a deeper level so they can expand out and then become magnetic to the business, to the life, even to the relationships they desire and how they can really create their, their own reality. So that's what I'm doing now. I do a lot of energy work. I do a lot of, you know, Reiki during sessions. I do a lot of um, somatic work, tapping into the body. I'm a firm believer. Our bodies are our wisdom keepers. And once we learn to first off, learn our bodies, because a lot of people don't even know, a lot of people don't even check in with their bodies. So, you know, that awareness of even checking in with your bodies and getting to know your body because your body is your temple. And we are just the spirit that is in this body in this lifetime. But the more that you get to know it, the more that it unlocks for you. So, yeah. Wow. Oh, I love that so much. Yes. <laughs> I love the word magnetic because it's so true. Like if we are able to tune into, into our bodies and to really know ourselves, trust ourselves, that brings in so much and vice versa. If we are not being authentic, if we're not tapping into those different energies, then we can be bringing things in that aren't what we really want, really need. So Um, I think that's so true. I'm curious, Mm -hmm. I'm curious for you, what, you know, what was the first sign that you felt like, okay, nursing, I don't know what your background is in nursing, but what kind of shifted you from what you were doing before to what you're doing now? Yeah, so I, to go a little bit of background, because it plays such a huge role in where I was in nursing. Um, So childhood, I like to kind of start there a little bit. Growing up, we didn't show emotions in my family. Like even today, it's a little bit better. 
I mean, it's actually a lot better than I would say than it was, but like, we didn't say, I love you. We didn't hug. We didn't really show any affection at all other than, you know, the emotions that were not always pleasant, like anger or any, you know, those, those type of emotions, um, blocked them out a lot of the time. So I was, I've been in the healthcare field since I was 16, started out as a CNA, CMT, LPN, got my RN. So I've been in the healthcare field for a long time, over 13 years now. Um, and then I got to the point I had, I was like, oh, this is, this is my dream. This is what I want to do. You know, I want to take care of people. I want to help heal people. I want to make people feel better. My people pleasing tendencies. Yeah. I think every nurse is a people. <laughs> either. Um, yeah. I really wanted to help people heal. And it got to the point for me, I've had hypothyroidism since I was 17. Like that's a really, really young age to have hypothyroidism. And I believe that it actually stemmed from having mono. Um, so it actually kind of started there because the doctor was just like, Oh, you have to take this pill for the rest of your life. And I wasn't okay with that answer at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then obviously I, I become a nurse and then I seen how much we push medications and we don't listen to people's bodies. Like our bodies will tell us what we need, but that also has to deal with intuition and people are totally blocked out with their intuition. And they're just like on autopilot because we're in that fight or flight stage in our nervous system. 90% of the time, you can't really access your, your intuition when you are in fight or flight or when you're in that dorsal vagal state. Um, you have to be very grounded. You have to be very grounded to access that intuition. Um, but anywho, so going more into that, I, I had a kid, um, had my son, had my first son, and I was burnt out with that, you know, breastfeeding, essentially doing all the cares for him, working full time. And then that wasn't the burnout stage just yet. It was getting close. But then I had my second son. And then it was like double the work and then double the duty. And I didn't have a stable relationship with my ex-husband either. So that I had no really support there, uh, emotional wise. Of course, I'm going to attract men that, you know, I didn't see problems with and have that awareness like childhood, you know, that's, yeah, that's a whole nother topic. But, uh, I got to the point where I was working night shift. I was in hospice now. So of of course I go to hospice because it's the most emotional thing I feel like you can do in the nursing realm with the family and with the patients too. And just with the dying process and the grieving process and all of the emotions that came up there. So of course I'm energy wise, of course, I'm going to tap into that because that's, that was something I was craving. I was craving, you know, emotional, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I was just craving that so much. And when I went into hospice, I didn't even realize it. I honestly didn't realize it until probably a couple years into hospice. And then my empathy, which everyone's empathetic. Yes. Where I noticed that I was taking on a lot of their energy and I was drained. So that was, that was kind of the burnout stage and like the bottom point was like, I, I have to do something else. Like I'm taking care of two kids, essentially not on my own. Like, yes, my husband was there, but mentally wise, it was really hard on me and emotional wise. I was, I was very depressed, very, very depressed. And one day I seen Reiki. Um, and I was like, Oh, what is this? And they just described it as a, you know, natural healing modality. And I was like, okay. Cause I don't want to take a pill. Like I was very, 
I'm not taking a medication, which I probably should have been on a medication, but I was too stubborn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not taking any meds. So I went to Reiki, a Reiki session, and it just, it just changed my whole it really just changed my whole life, even with one session, like the, the mindset shift that I had and tapping into my body for the first time, I felt like other than child labor, like that's just a given, like that was rough, but, um, I felt like it was the actual first time I had the awareness that I can tap into my own body and the sensations that are coming up in my body. And, um, I had a really big mindset shift, like even within one week after Reiki. And I was like, I know I have to do this. So then I went and got my Reiki one certification. Then I went and got my Reiki two certification really short after. Um, and then I just started doing Reiki a lot more and diving into the holistic modalities that go along with Reiki and healing, healing ourselves. Um, and then I see nurse coaching. It just popped up on Facebook when I was like, I'm so tired of being a hospice nurse, which I love it. But then you hate it at the same time. And I was super burned out and I wanted freedom. I wanted freedom to do whatever I wanted to do. I'm very rebellious, um, very rebellious. That is like part of my human design. Like I have very rebellious nature. So I didn't like all the corporate policies, procedures. I would tug against them if I didn't feel like it was, if it was right. Most of the time they weren't right, honestly. I mean, just with, I mean, you know, just working any nurse that's listening, they're, you know, um, and I just was being tired of told what to do. I was like, I want to do what I want to do. My dad's an entrepreneur. So that, you know, has been a big influence. Um, also a huge barrier I've had to overcome with making money. Like men, typically, you know, men make all the money. Women don't. So that's a huge belief, actually, that I just feel like I got over about a month ago. Um, but it's more so just the freedom, you know, it was just, you get to that stage where you're so depressed and you're so burnt out that you're like, God, give me a sign. Like what, what is my journey and what, what do I need to do here? And that's what mine was. And Reiki was like my, my hole, my hole to go through, to expand out into what I'm doing now. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I've only had Reiki done once and I was really unsure about it. So I don't know if that like affected my experience, but um, I think it's really interesting because the, you know, being able to sense into the energy of someone, I think that we do that, but we aren't really tuned into that. And some people are more maybe empathetic or more affected by people's energies than others. Um, But I'd love to know I know that this plays into the work that you do now with somatic work um, with your clients. So how do you personally um, really tap into that connection with the person? And then how do you not like absorb their energy? Yeah. Yeah. Shield, you shield, you shield the crap out of your body. (laughs) So connection wise energy we all came from the same thing. That's my belief. God, universe, whatever that is to you, highest source of energy. Um, mm-hmm. Cause we're all energies. We're all battery packs. If you think about it and everything on this earth is energy as well. So having the intention, like us even speaking today. So having that intention to connect with this one person and just feeling that connection. So it's more of the feeling too. So I always say, for instance, before I hop on like a client call, like I say my prayer or whatever that may look like. 
Um, and then I have the intention to connect with the person that I am hopping on the call with. And that's just saying, you know, I am now connecting and I'm now connecting our energy because you already have that permission from that person to connect with their energy since they agreed kind of to the session or whatever that may look like. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> for me, it instantly pops on just because I'm so attuned to energy. Um, and then another thing I do is I, I call in support from the divine from God too before my sessions and then just trusting and surrendering to that. I don't know if that answers all of your question, but that's just like a little process of how I get connected and I, and I tune in to somebody's energy, you know, doing a zoom. Cause I do a lot of virtual stuff, but that's one way to really connect. And it's honestly, it's so simple. It's just having that intention, really just having that intention to connect with that other person. Mm -hmm. Of course, also the shielding aspect. So before you hop on a call with anyone, because if you, I mean, everyone is empathetic in a way, others are not depending on the auric field and, you know, medications go into play with affecting that. What you eat goes into play with affecting that because food, medicine, everything that you're putting in your body has an energetic frequency to it. So, um, shielding, and it's just super simple. You know, it's, what I do is I start at my feet and I go counterclockwise. So I, I start at my feet and there's white light that I wrap around my whole body while I'm deep breathing and it's counterclockwise and I go all the way up to my head. And then I just envision this white light. <clears throat> I call in Archangel Michael too, um, three times or God, what I, sometimes I use God as well. And I call that in three. You always want to say things three times to really get in tune with it. So I don't know what it is about the repetition of three, but um, I call that in and I just say, I, I am fully shielded and I am fully supported. And then I act like there's another white bubble surrounding me. And then sensation wise, I can feel in my body and I know that I am, that I am protected. So mm. that's just one shielding thing that you can do. There's many others. Um, a lot ones that I use with some of my clients too, that they notice they're taking on people's energy is just the simple thing. Like I'm a board, your energy comes to me and bounces right back off and goes back to you. And I'm not taking that on because that's not my energy. So that's another quick mm -hmm. thing that you can get to. Yeah. I think that's really interesting because I've struggled with this. I know a lot of people who have, um, like you go through a session and you're absolutely exhausted and <laughs> you go through the rest of your day, just like carrying around this, the weight mm -hmm. of this story that was shared with you. And the energy right and I was able to shift that for myself and still you can still be fully present for someone and fully in the experience yet not like taking that upon yourself um <clears throat> I think that <clears throat> that exercise that you described is really really important mm -hmm. so I know that there's a lot of a lot of coaches who listen to this podcast there's a lot of um non-coaches you know people all from all over the world so um, how would you describe like somatics? Because I think this is kind of something that's newer that people are starting to kind of learn about and tap into, but why is it so important for healing? Yeah, I always use the, <clears throat> the, <laughs> I'm sorry. It, so it begins with nervous system nervous system work. People aren't even aware of their nervous system or what their nervous system is. 
Um, so it's just that number one step is the awareness that you have a nervous system and actually what is going on physiologically within that nervous system. But I always say somatics is it's, it's body work. That's what somatics is. It's tuning into the body and letting the body guide you and your intuition popping in and, and really guiding you even with the food you eat every day. I mean, you can use your intuition there, like intuitive eating. That's actually your body telling you what it's craving. Um, so it's even can be simple steps like that refined to somatic work. Um, but what I do a lot with my clients is, and you've experienced it a little bit because we've mm-hmm. had, you know, one session, but Say that something is coming, say anxiety is coming up for you. Okay, well, where is that anxiety coming up for you in your body? And most people aren't, some people aren't even aware of that if they haven't done any inner work or if they don't even know. Um, So it's first attaching that mind back to the body. So I always kind of say, if you're in that sympathetic, you know, nervous system mode, you're that hypersensitive mode, your mind is usually on planet Z. That's where like overwhelm comes in, anxiety all the things you're just go, go, go. Um, so it's really connecting and coming, coming back, coming back to your mind and coming back to your body. So having that awareness of where that anxiety is coming out in your body. And then we get actually really particular, like we do a body scan usually from head to toe to get even more specific. Cause sometimes you think it's, you know, people can't see me, but sometimes people think it's like in their shoulder, but it's actually stemming from their heart space. And there's actually something going on a lot more in depth in their heart space. And sometimes what I do, it kind of just depends on the flow, but we get to tap into that heart space and we actually get to communicate with our body and we get to talk to that heart space and see what's going on at a deeper level because it usually goes a lot deeper, goes a lot deeper than what you think it is. And that's actually what deep healing is. It's once you go inside and you have that awareness, not always that you have to talk about it because we don't, if, if it's so blocked off that it's not open for that safety. So safety is another huge thing. It's creating safety within your body because a lot Mm -hmm. of the times we don't have that safety. So it's really creating that safety in your body to be able to tap into those areas and to get that wisdom from your body. And I know it sounds crazy because I know it's like people are so new to it, but just even for you that experienced it. And I've had a lot of other nurse nurse coaches that have come in and experienced it. What it really does, it we get to shift that energy in there. So we get to shift whatever feelings are coming up for you. So it has a lot to do with feelings and emotions because our emotional body, if that's not well, then our physical body's not going to be well. So it usually starts in the emotional state in that in that energetic frequency state outside of our body. And then it comes in and affects our physical form. Um, so it's actually getting really, it's like emotional mastery, honestly. That's what somatic work is. It's really emotional mastery. And then it expands out from there. That's the best way to describe it if you've never experienced somatics. Mm. Yeah, I think as a society, we're so disconnected from that. And even just as nurses, right? Like we have to ignore our body's needs in order to, you know, take care of our patients and we don't get to take a break and all of these things. It's like kind of, programmed into us. Um, and I wanted to say something too, about like the, the heart center and like the chest area for the energy, because I see it, I've seen it in myself, you know, cause you worked on me, uh, you worked with me on that. I've seen it with so many of my clients. It's, it's, it's like this, um, wall of 
because they've experienced something that they either couldn't love or they didn't feel loved. Um, and I feel like it does come back to that because when you feel like you aren't loved or you're not able to love someone, you kind of put up this protective barrier because of how painful it is. And so I think it's really interesting when we get people into the ER all the time that are maybe having chest pain or palpitations, or they just feel like something's off and nothing's like, according to the lab tests or imaging or diagnostic wise, there's nothing that they can find yet. There's some, there's an imbalance. And mm-hmm. I think that we're just so disconnected from that. The fact that, like you said, everything is connected to our energetic body and our emotional regulation. So I'm curious on your perspective. Why do you think that as a society, we're so disconnected? Because it's been what we've been shown. I mean, it's just what we've been taught. It's what we've seen our parents do. It's what we've seen our grandparents do. It's what we've seen society as a whole do. It's always this hustle, hustle, hustle. How can I get there faster, essentially? Um, And it's just fast paced, but we are switching that. I don't know if you've noticed, like when we came into, I don't know if you're into, you know, astrology or the stars, whatever that may look like, but we came into the new age of Aquarius, you know, last year, I think, honestly, time for me, couldn't tell you. Um, I think it was last (laughs) year. Um, But that's why COVID, I mean, COVID happened for a reason. It happened so we could slow the heck down. Everything shut down for a reason. So we could slow down. And if you go into astrology and you read about the new age and new age of Aquarius and just all the, all the meanings of it, it's really to show us that we can step into our, our power. We can come back to our bodies and we can step more into our power and we can live a life that we want to live without having to hustle. It can be easy. It can be flowy. That's why you see so many folks, you know, going into the coaching realm right now because they They want to heal for one. Our society does want to heal a lot of them. A lot of them still don't because they're in the old shift and some of them may not come out of that old shift and that's okay. But a lot of us are wanting to, you know, raise our awareness, raise our consciousness. We are wanting to just be better and we're wanting to enjoy life and we're, we're wanting it to be easier and not so not so not easy because it has not been easy for me anyway like Mm -hmm. that's that's a story that I that's a belief that I really had to work on shifting like it can be easy like it can be easy and it can be flowy um and that's just a part of you know creating your reality from within but that it really I always say and I know you've heard me say this everyone probably has a million times but our nervous system is literally just the super highway to how we live our lives and once you get to learn your nervous system and once you get to play with that and we we get to shift those neural connections into like new neural pathways um, that, you know, old traumas were stuck in. That's why you see a lot of people getting stuck in cycles. It's because energetic wise, yes, mentally wise, they know they need to shift it, but energetic wise, you're not shifting it in your body. And that's yeah. why it's still stuck. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's sad because I've seen with, people, you know, who've experienced trauma, maybe more severe trauma. I mean, there's different varieties of trauma, right? But, you know, they're not always able to see their future self, their ideal self, because they're stuck in this, they're stuck in this pattern. They're stuck in this identity. 
that is actually, I think, coming down to that physical experience. And I think that's why like therapy, I think therapy is great, but it doesn't always release those things. It doesn't always give you that freedom. Um, and you're still kind of re-experiencing this, this yeah. event for, on an emotional level. Yeah. I've had a lot of clients actually come to me <clears throat> and say, what well, we just did those two sessions is more than I got out of therapy for 30 years. I've had a client, she had been re-traumatized, re-traumatized, re-traumatized for 29 years because mm. they were just doing the mind. Yeah. You can't just do one thing. You have to do both. Right. And that's it's just having that awareness. <clears throat> but then a lot of times I've seen, which I'm not saying, that's where Reiki and somatic work come in tremendously with trauma healing. Um just because you don't have, we don't have to talk about it. If the client is not ready or it was too traumatic for them to talk about, we can begin to shift the energy without even, without it even going there. And there's different ways that you can do that with different tools, but sometimes you don't even have to talk about it because it can be very traumatizing to go back and talk about something that it, it would essentially re-traumatize them, but it's all about creating that safety from within first. And that's actually, you would think it's easy to do, but it's, it's a process. It's a process. My minimum that I work with clients is six months because it is, they need to be in that safe supportive container for that long, <clears throat> depending on the person and what's going on. But if you've ever had inner work done, like it is, it's a process. Oh yeah. I'll never stop doing inner work. Honestly, I'm always doing inner work, but it was even a three year long process for me. Um, and that's when I really began to shift and took control back of my life is when I realized and I had the awareness of I'm not living my life like this the rest of my life. I'm not being burned out. I'm not being stuck in a job that I, I don't like I'm, and I don't have control over. And yes, we, Oh, as humans, we always want to have control over everything. And we know that we can't, we only have control over ourselves and how we show up and how we respond. Um, but that's getting that power back in with you. Cause I always say <clears throat> the power resides within you when you have the choice and we always have the choice of what we're choosing. And you always have the choice to do better, go for your goals, go for whatever that means to you. Or you have the choice to stay stuck. Um, mm -hmm. But some people don't even have that awareness. And that's where I said energetic work actually comes into play. A lot of the times <clears throat> I've had a couple bipolar clients that I've just done Reiki on and we haven't done any mindset work or anything else. It was just Reiki. And she had a transition even in six months, just from us working on her energetic state. So. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh yeah. I love yeah. that you say that it's a choice because it truly is because if we're, if we're stuck in the deep dark hole and we're stuck in the muck, like we're I mean, we're kind of choosing, I, I don't know, I want to say it in a way that's sensitive, but for me, for my personal experience, if I'm ever feeling low energy, lack of motivation, depressed, um, not like myself, it's always been a choice that has, that has allowed me to move out of those places. Um, and it reminds me of a story. I don't know if you've read the ultimate coach, um, but it's, I mean, technically it's about Steve Hardison. It's really about us, right? But he was in this place because he had experienced a lot of pain and trauma as a child. And he went to 
a, a practitioner who did like some pretty intense somatic work on him and he was just in this state of like he I don't know if he really relived it but it was almost just like this um like everything stopped and he he just couldn't he couldn't function like he could because he it was good though it was like a major shift but he spent a lot of time just like sitting on the deck <laughs> looking at the mountains and <laughs> like that's all he could do um but then something just changed he made this decision and I think people have sometimes been confused by that like well what changed like how did you just get yourself to stop feeling that way or get yourself out of that state um and it really was a choice and I think that it's kind of it's your own personal experience it's different for everybody I know for me sometimes you end up at rock bottom and you you know you realize like I can't keep living like this um for me it was my constant negative thought patterns um, specifically about my self-image and my marriage. Um, and when I was able to shift that, you know, it, it was a choice, but it was a spiritual thing. It was mm-hmm. like, it happened kind of almost instantaneously. And I don't think it looks this way for everybody. Now I'm walking it out. Now I'm learning like, okay, how do I choose gratitude and joy every day? How do I stay the course? Right. Um, and I think that I just think that that emotional piece is so important because when I was able to embrace that way of life versus seeing all the bad, I started to see the good again and it changed everything for me. I had this baseline level of peace, like it changed my nervous system state um, mm-hmm. out of the, probably have to explain a little bit more of my story, but I don't want to take up too much time because I had just come out of a whole summer of kind of being shut down. And I don't know what state of the nervous system that would be, but I was just barely surviving. I was watching Netflix, dragging myself to work, going back home, sleeping way too much. Um, But it was what my body needed. It was like, I was forced to, to stop. And then when everything turned around, it was when I made this decision. Um, I was able to eat anything I wanted. I didn't have food sensitivities. My brain fog was completely gone. You know, it was a huge shift for me, but it came from that place of just realization of if I continue going this way, I'm going to be sick. You know, it's, and it's the emotional piece is so, it's so important. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just went out way off on a tangent there, but yeah, no, I love it because it is. And a really good book, if anyone is interested, is Feelings Buried Alive because it goes over the emotions and how it affects certain areas of your body and how it causes really disease. That's where disease starts. It's in the emotional and that the aura, your energetic body. That's where disease first starts, and then it trickles down, trickles yes. down into physical form. Uh, what was the name of the book again? Uh, feelings buried alive. I don't know who it's by. I'll have to send it to you. It was back there, but it's a really good book. Really, really good book. Um, and that brings me to the point because I know you wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, being going from the bottom up approach, you know, being very rooted and grounded. So a lot of people don't know what it even feels like to be grounded. So that is usually a really good starting point where I start with my clients to, you have to be rooted to rise. You have to be grounded down to expand out and to have that energy cleared out too. 
Because when you're grounded, that is when you are more. So I always say, I always go over the masculine and the feminine energies because we have those two energetic states, you know, in our body. And that is really our subconscious and our conscious being. So being in that feminine state, that is being, you know, grounded and intuition should feel grounding. Intuition is not anxiety. Intuition is very Usually it may be different for everyone, but I can tell you intuition is not anxiety led at all. Intuition is usually that grounded feeling, whatever feeling that is for you. For me, it's very calm. It's very pleasant in my body In my body. It's like, it just can like relax. And usually it's my first thought. I'm a mental projector. So always my first thought is, is the right answer. Like I've tested Mm -hmm. it many, many times. Um, and then my ego kicks in after that. So usually my first thought is usually my intuition. And like I said, that's different for everyone too, but getting to learn and getting to know yourself with your grounding and what grounding actually means to you and actually what that feels like when you're in that happy state in your nervous system. So I I go off the polyvagal theory a lot. So you have your ventral vagal state, which that's your kind of happy space. That's where you feel grounded. That's where you feel present. So being present is that, is that state right there. Mm -hmm. And then we have the dorsal vagal state, which that's kind of that depression where you're Mm -hmm. numbing everything out, where you just feel kind of like a zombie and you're just going day to day. And you're not really, that's probably the state that you were in probably, you know, absolutely. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then we have that hypersensitive, hypersensitivity state. We, we have that state where in your, you're in your sympathetic nervous system. So you're heightened, you're in that fight or flight. Um, and we move, I mean, we move through these states every, and maybe not every day, but we, especially with the hypersensitivity state, like we move in and out of states. It's not like you're in one state all the time. Um, so actually when people are like depressed and in that dorsal vagal state, that numbing out state, it's actually good to be in that hypersensitivity state. I like to see that actually, because that means they're coming down off the ladder and they're one step closer to getting to their happy space too. Mm -hmm. So that's a good way to think about it too. But you need to know your nervous system and and how to map that. And I'm actually going to have a workshop um, probably at the beginning of March or at the end of February. This may or may not be out yet, but actually on how to map your nervous system and an intro into somatic healing, because I think it's really important for people to be aware of what nervous system is and what, what do those states look like? So you get to learn, you get to learn more about your body and have that awareness of kind of where you hang out. Yeah, that is so fascinating. I think it helps to kind of, um, I don't know, like kind of take away, not the mystery, but like, cause when I was going through that experience, it was like, okay, I don't know, my body's just shutting down and I don't, I don't know why, but I'm, I'm just going to do what I can and get by. But being able to look back and kind of understand, oh yeah, like, my nervous system was here and this is why, and it's okay. And, um, it was a part of the process. So yeah. And I love that you said that it, it's okay. Cause it is okay. Cause what our nervous system is trying to do, it's, it's trying to protect us. Like it's actually trying to keep us safe. It's all about safety. It, it's trying to keep you safe. It's trying to make sure the body can function. So it goes into these different states when it's just trying to protect you. So it's really, I always say it's, just meeting your nervous system and creating that safety within your nervous system. It's like, you got to meet that part of you. Um, because if that is not there, if you're not able to ground down, if you're not able to allow that intuition to come through, 
Um, if you're in that hypervigilant state or that dorsal vagal state, you know, you're not going to expand. You're not going to expand in your business. You're not going to expand in your life and your communication and your relationships. It's just, it's not going to happen because that's where the blocks come in. Yeah. It's really important. <laughs> that's why I'm so passionate about it. Yeah. It's like, y'all, your nervous system <laughs> is your super highway to life. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true though. It's so important. Um, I remember one thing you told me on our call that when you're, you know, when you can look at your, what you're experiencing, anxiety or whatever it may be, if it's zero to five, you can do more of those slowing grounding techniques for reconnecting with the body. Um, if you're a five to 10, it, you need to release it. And I actually followed that, you know, I followed that pretty much since you, since you told me about it. And I remember one day, I actually had to like grab a pillow and start punching it and throwing it across the room and like I'm just pounding on this pillow and my husband walks out and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but it was good because uh, a lot of the time we suppress and we don't, it's like we're experiencing this so strongly on an emotional level, yet we're not allowing it to move. We're not processing it. And that was so important for me to um, kind of discharge that negative, you know, high energy that I was having because I was so upset and anxious about this situation. Um, and it was better that I not take it out on someone else or just repress it. Right. Because what happens, I think a lot of the time is we, we suppress, we suppress, we suppress, and then we end up like this crazy spewing volcano because one little thing just like puts us over the edge. Um, and that's, you know, not always like the best, most efficient way to deal with things. So now I'm trying to deal with things more on a situation by situation basis instead of allowing things to really pile up because I think we do that a lot, um, especially as women. I think that we're kind of um, pressured to do it all. You know, I feel this with myself. I, I want to be good at everything I do. I want to be a good mom and keep the house the way I want it to look and also, you know, run my business and also keep good relationships with my friends and family and also have some creative time and some time for myself. And it can feel so overwhelming when you can't be perfect in all those areas. So, yeah, yeah I love what you said too, taking it, you know, situation by situation, because that's where anxiety comes in. If, if we think too much about the future and, and what that may look like. So yeah, just staying in the present moment and taking it situation by situation or whatever that may look like for you, you know, day by day doing the little things. And I have a lot of business clients that I work, I have, I coach a lot of other nurse coaches actually um, in the healing realm and in the business realm. And, you know, that's something that we really hone in and, and kind of focus on is being grounded when, when the work that you're doing and when you're doing, when you're doing your masculine things too, like every day, the things that oh yeah, I really don't want to do this. It's not allowing me to be creative and, you know, the tasky admin stuff that we have to do or whatever mm -hmm. that may look like, or even connection. People, a lot of nurses don't like connection, but mm -hmm. you're doing the masculine things, guys, we can bring in the feminine flow. We can bring in the play. We can bring, bring in the ease, the flow. And that may just be sipping a cup of tea that bring drinking tea brings me pleasure. Like I love sitting here just drinking tea and doing my thing or putting on some soft music or whatever that, or 
hard rock music, whatever you want to listen to, whatever you like, but bring in that playfulness when you're doing the masculine things because it's going to make it more joyful for you and not so dreading too. So mm-hmm. utilizing both of those energetic states when you're, it doesn't always, you don't always have to be in your masculine and you don't always have to be in your feminine. It's about how we balance between the two and how we bring that, we we just harmonize that. And you can actually utilize them both together. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. They think that, oh, I'm always just in my masculine or, oh, I'm always in my feminine. No, like we can bring them together and let them play. Yeah. Yeah. That is so cool. I love that because I personally have always struggled with the masculine. Um, I tend to like lean towards the feminine. And so I think just hearing that you can, you can have both and they can work together at the same time is that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. Anything else that you feel like we didn't tap on? I feel like we tapped into quite a bit, but was there anything else that you guys were curious on or wanted to hear about? Um, I guess, how would you, for, for our listeners who maybe aren't as familiar with somatic work or, you know, tapping into their body, how can they start? Like, what's a good starting step or a good practice to kind of um, just get into tuning into their body? So I always say checking in with the body like every hour of every day. Set a reminder to just say, check in with your body and start to bring awareness to how your body's actually feeling throughout the day. So a lot of the times people aren't even doing that and they're just on autopilot and they're not, they're not aware. They're just not aware of what's actually going on. So I always say that, yeah, it sounds like a lot, but you will, that will start to bring a lot more awareness around what your body may actually be craving. I don't like to say, what, what do I need right now? Um, because the language that we use is what you're going to attract. Uh, Mm -hmm. so saying what do I need right now, you're being needy Mm -hmm. and energetic wise, I just say, usually what I say every hour is like, okay, what do I, what does my body want right now? It just flows better for me. Like what, 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 what does my body want? Cause that's all it is. And not staying that needy energy, <clears throat> but yeah, just checking in with your body and start taking notes even throughout yeah. the day. Cause when I went to Hawaii, I just went on a, <clears throat> sorry guys. I had a Reiki session yesterday, had a lot of throat stuff coming up. So I am having, and that's just my energy moving. So bear with me. Um, but I just went on a retreat in Hawaii where it was very slow and you would not imagine how much food I ate just because it, it was so slow there. And my body was just like, oh, you need to eat. Like you need to eat a lot. And I think mm-hmm. I ate the whole damn time I was there because <laughs> it's just slowed down, you know? Um, so that brought me more awareness when I was able to slow down and actually listen to my body of like, oh, I actually need, I need to eat a lot more than, than what I'm eating back at home even. So it could be something that simple because how we feel and how we're taking care of our bodies, it begins with us. Yeah. It's it's going to affect how you show up in the world. So it's really taking care of you and healing yourself first and then letting that expand out. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I want to go back one more time to just that sense of safety, because I think a lot of people, especially people who have mystery symptoms or maybe chronic illness, or they just don't feel good, whether it's mentally or physically, it can be scary to listen because 
we're afraid that our bodies are against us. So what I always tell people is your body's for you. It's doing everything for a reason. Your body's for you, not against you. And I think if we can bring that into this as well, it can really help us to establish that sense of trust in our bodies. Because um, I think, you know, as a culture and as even our medical system, like we often blame the body for doing something wrong or we blame ourselves for doing something wrong. And ultimately the body is, is very intelligent. Um, so yeah, I like to bring good. that in. Trying to keep you healthy. I mean, in those, when something's going wrong and some, something is seeking havoc within, it's a warning sign. It's a like, Hey, pay attention to me. Hey, mm-hmm. get a grip on this. Yeah. A lot of the times now, obviously there's cancer that pops in and out and that's, you know, that's a whole nother topic of what the heck is even in our society and what we're breathing in and all the things. So no, it's not always your fault. Um, and it's never your fault. It's just having that awareness, you know, if you're eating McDonald's every day, if you're going to McDonald's every morning for lunch, for breakfast, for dinner, and you're not eating healthy whole foods, if you're not providing your body with the nutrition it needs to heal, then of course you're going to have these signs. You're going to have these warning signs pop up. And really what it's doing, it's just your body saying, Hey, pay closer attention to this. Like pay attention to me a little bit here. We're ignoring it. Yeah. 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 Sure. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah. So Jess, where can our listeners find you and connect with you? I am mainly in the Facebook realm. Um, just Jessica Ann is my Facebook name. I have a group. It is Life on Purpose with Jess. I do have an Instagram. It's Jessica Ann underscore wellness. Um, but Facebook is where Facebook is usually my jam where you can connect with me the most. And that's where I pop in and have my free workshops. Um, my website is, should it might be done by the time this episode gets out, we will see. Um, so right now it's under construction. So, but I'm super excited for when it comes out again. So I revamped it. So ever-growing process. Yeah, 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 I'm super excited about it. Super excited. So once that comes out, I will make sure you have it in case it comes out before this episode. But if not, just find me on Facebook. Okay, sounds great. Thank you. Thank you so much. I learned a lot. I'm sure our listeners will learn a lot as well. And apparently I'm having a throat thing too. So (laughs) because we're speaking, we're speaking out our truths and it's that inner to come out and move. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for having me. just finished an episode of the mindful method podcast thank you so much for listening and i hope that you can move forward this week with a renewed sense of peace joy and energy to just start getting closer to the life that you want to live and as always please feel free to send me a message i'm always here to answer your questions i'm here to support you and leave a review if you found this helpful thanks and have a great week